Welcome everybody, again, <laughs> to Satanists on Cinema. We're your hosts, Satanist Cameron John and Reverend Campbell. Satanists on Cinema is a film review and commentary series that stalks you in the night, offering you a big old bowl of boschetti. <laughs> yes, gotta be creepy. Uh, while convincing you, it is actually a bowl of worms. How do you and like we'll a biscuit? Why did I say Wilson again, Gene? It's fucking wild, Cameron. God damn it. <laughs> Take four. <laughs> and while you vomit endlessly from revulsion, we reveal that your penis is a worm. And laugh as you run away in tears. <laughs> All right, take well, three, well, take five. four. Yep, whatever. Take five. <laughs> We're here. I don't. Here's the deal. A little bit of behind the scenes for everyone. I'm getting greedy. I thought I could go to 1080p with Skype involved, and you can't do that on my setup. I don't know why, but it doesn't work anymore. It used to work. It doesn't work anymore. I got greedy because Nine Cents did it, and I tried it here. And the uh, Skype gods slapped me like a pimp, and I had to give them my cash. So here we are, hoping that it's going to work. I mean, so far, so good. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah. Thank you guys for jumping feeds. I hope it's not too much of a headache. But if you wanted to tune in, I'm sure you figure out how to tune in. Uh, we've got some good films to talk about. These are creature films this week. Well, this week, this is a makeup episode, really. Yeah. So we'll we'll pretend this one was a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's good. We got some good stuff. Some stuff that some of you have been mentioning. I can't believe they haven't talked about X. Well, we're yeah. talking about X this week. Fuck yeah, we're talking about X. We're going to jerk off all over everything over X. Wolfman's got nards! Fuck yeah. Oh, damn it, I forgot to wear my face mask. Oh, oh man. It right. says Wolfman's got nards. That's okay. Well, let's start. Let's get into this. Let's start with your number five. All right. And that's not it. That is definitely not. My I don't know why five. that's showing <laughs> at all. My number five <clears throat> is the 2015 classic. Where is it? There it is. Or is it 2016. Ah, Greasy fucking strangler. That's right. Oh if man! If you guys haven't seen this, you are missing out. I haven't seen it. Oh god, you're missing out. It is fucking awful in the best <laughs> way possible. Get ready to like, get greasy. It's so it's it's a monster that goes around and he chokes people so hard their eyeballs pops out and then he eats them. And what it's a monster? Yeah, but the best part is it's an old dude who's completely covered in grease with his dick hanging out. Oh, and this entire movie it is like an hour and a half of nothing but dick and fart jokes. Amazing, Ugh. love it. All right, well, it got five point seven out of ten on IMDb. Uh, it's 63% rotten on Rotten Tomatoes with 53% audience score. Yeah. Which That's... is honestly surprising. Like, this is one of those movies that was just, like, um, uh, who was it? It's, uh, oh, my God. Why can't I think of the production company's name now? It's one that's got uh, uh, Elijah Wood. Like, it's just fucking brilliant. It, yeah. It's the dumbest sense of humor. It's endlessly quotable. And the ending is just so fucking bizarre that it's Weird. just like, you kind of go like, what the fuck did I just watch? I need to watch this again. And then I need to buy the one from Australia because it comes with two discs instead of just one. <laughs> What's on the second disc? Oh, oh, is there a lot on the second disc? It is. <laughs> I don't have anything to say. I don't know anything about this. So old uh, creepy it, man with dick hanging out. Like 
probably shouldn't watch it when the kids are around. Um, just in, in case I'm, you know, me saying it's nothing but dick and fart jokes. Yeah. Let me warn you, it's nothing but dick and fart jokes. <laughs> You're going to see bare ass farting. Dicks just flopping around. It's hilarious. And they're horrible prosthetics. Like, oh, it's man. So obvious they're fake, but it's so fucking funny. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Outside of you and me watching it together, I don't think I'm ever going to watch this film. Oh, man. It, it should happen. It All should right. definitely. All right. Well, my number five is a very different um, type of film. Just a little bit. Yeah. It's just a, a wee bit different. <laughs> but there's still practical effects. I'm talking about the American Werewolf in London, the comedy horror classic that set the bar for mm -hmm. werewolf transformations for decades to come. Mm -hmm. I mean, to today. To today, I haven't seen like, anything that's better. Still, yeah, no, this is still one of the best transformations ever. Yeah. What I loved about this is that it, it wasn't a straight horror. That would have been a little too easy. They added so much relatable humor and sort of like off-the-cuff college humor to make it like sort of endearing and, and make you want to be friends with these two fucking asshats. <laughs> like, I had a really good time watching this over and over again, and I love introducing people to this. Like, there's there's nothing better than someone having no idea you know, they know the, the story about, oh, it's such a good film and stuff. And then they watch it, and it's nothing like what they expect. People come into this thinking The Howling, and then they realize it's a little more Evil Dead than it is The Howling, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> I just fucking love this film so much. These <laughs> dick and fart jokes. Okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice emojis in the chat. Um, yeah, I love this film. It has a 7.5 out of 10, which is criminal in my opinion, Absolutely. on IMDb. 87% certified fresh, 85%, uh, oh, I'm going to wait for this to kick back up. <laughs> All right. It's I don't in the chat. That's what's happening. Yeah. You're, you're, uh, I don't know. This is not your fault. Um, it's, it's, it's great. It, it, it begs the question about what happens when you're changing into a werewolf and then what happens to those who get attacked by werewolves. Is there an afterlife? It's it's very interesting. So, well, and it's fucking gruesome too. Like, yeah. it's funny as shit. Like, it's so are funny great. that the scary stuff is super scary, mm -hmm. and like the makeup effects. I mean, just again, like it's some of the best werewolf makeup ever. Yeah. Read. Yeah. No, it's great. All right, let's do your number four. What do you got here for okay, number four? So number four. Is the one and only Nightbreed, um, and it, well, it's coming. Nice. Maybe, yeah, Nightbreed. Uh, now, of course, there's a few different versions out there, and I've seen them all. But uh, in particular, my favorite is definitely the director's cut. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just, it's a fantastic movie. It's all about you know finding your clan, trying to find acceptance in what you are. The makeup effects are amazing, and it's got fucking. Um, David Cronenberg as a serial killer that wears a mask. Like, I mean, what the fuck else do you need in a movie? That is pretty great. Like, that it's just, there's, like, it, it's rough. Like, if you guys are fans of Clive Barker's work and shit and you want to see the true vision of this movie, check out the Cabal cut. But mm. if you're not a super fan of the movie, it is rough. Like, yeah. if you guys have ever watched dailies or anything, it's not, <laughs> not yeah. a pretty thing when it was converted from VHS tape. 
Yeah, I wanted to like this so much more, and it's just the visuals. I, what? I don't. I, for some reason, these creatures. When I think of Clive Barker, I think of Cenobites, and so they're terrifying creatures. When I look at Nightbreed, like reading this story, it's great. I love it. Watching the film adaptation, I'm taking out of it the these prosthetics, like the forehead from the late '80s. It's a demented grimace. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, I can definitely see that. Like, if you're coming from being a fan from, like, Hellraiser, like, this is vastly different. Yep. Um, I don't know. It's probably because I grew up, like, being obsessed with little monsters. But yeah. it's just, I, I love this film. I do. I'll watch it. But I won't choose to watch it. You know what I mean? If someone's mm -hmm. like, hey, come on over. We're going to watch Nightbreed. I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm there. But if it's like me sitting on the couch, like, what am I going to watch? I'll never choose Nightbreed. That's but it's fair. good. I can recognize that it's good. I appreciate it. Anyway, I keep getting errors on this goddamn feed, man. I'm hoping you guys can watch this stuff. I apologize. I don't know what's happening. But we're just going to we're gonna fight through it here. Um, let's do <laughs> mine at four. Cinebites and Cinnabon mixed up. And on IMDb and 39% rotten, which is surprising. Is That's low. Bonkers. But it got 60% audience score. So at least the audience enjoys it. Which even then, like, I don't, I, I yeah, that's just, yeah. it feels too low for me. Yeah. Um, so my number four is 28 Days Later. This, for me, re, completely reframed what zombies could be. Um, and it, it brought them into a, a different type of atmosphere. Like, growing up, I always thought of sort of Night of the Living Dead as zombies, right? Like, yeah. obviously everyone does. Except that that was like, was it a meteor? They didn't really explain it. Was it a meteor that came down? Was it radiation? You know, they put out these little ideas in, in a little snippet of the film. But really, it was just the dead coming back to life. This was actually a virus that was spread because of our own machinations. Machinations? Our own doing, you know? We were trying to come up with something to cure a problem which created a larger problem. Mm -hmm. And it was so bad and animal rights activists are so stupid <laughs> that they actually release the test subjects of the fucking virus of rage, just pure rage. And so it's this it's this wonderful exploration of what it means to be a survivor in this world that we caused, you know, as a result of our own stupid actions. And zombies became these fast-moving, terrifying creatures of our own creation. And that's just, it was so wonderful. I absolutely loved it so much. Um, the second half, I have to say, is not as strong as the first half. But I still dig it. Mm -hmm. But once they get with the military compound, I sort of kind of fade out. It's yeah. a little less interesting to me. I like the sort of the lone survivors trying to, you know, move along and, and trying to find people. Once you get into this weird compound, it becomes like a rape fantasy, which I'm not really into at all. Yeah. So, you know, not as good. But still it holds up. Anyway, seven point oh, yeah, six Yeah, out of uh ten IMDB, eighty seven percent certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, eighty five percent audience score. So great film. Yeah, it's a great movie. And this is, like, one of the only movies where I dig fast zombies. Yeah. Like, usually I fucking hate fast zombies, but this one got it right. Yeah, I just love... It's a character study film, too, of that original survivor just waking up in the hospital 
with this old ass IV in his arm. And he's like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. <laughs> I loved it so much. All right. So what is your number three? I think. All right. On? So my number three. Now this one, oh, is kind of a yeah. different one because it, it switches between uh, my number two and my number three, depending on my mood. But this is one of my all time favorite movies, period. What we do in the shadows. I quote it ad nauseum. It is like my dog is named after this fucking movie. <laughs> like it is that good and it spawns you know two tv show well two brilliant series it's just it's so perfect like if you want to just laugh like a dumbass Mm -hmm. for a good hour and a half or however long this movie it's like put it on you will not regret it yeah like this is one that i love so much that if people haven't seen it i buy it for them so they can see it because i know that as soon as they watch it they're going to want to keep it he did that right for me. <laughs> he did that for me. I was like, no, I'm going to watch it eventually. Man. And then he literally just bought it for me. And then I was like, oh, I have to fucking watch it. And then I was in completely in his debt for forcing me to watch it because it's hilarious. It's hilarious, 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 hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like the poster yeah, no, says. I, I agree. I agree. Wait, okay. Silly swastika. Stop. Funny name. But four alone made it better than the first season. Which one was that? Um, the one where uh, Laszlo goes in incognito, and it's got um, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, like that was excellent. That one alone, made <laughs> that it was funny. Best. Yeah, the thing is, is it it all ties together in this really wonderful way, and it re- it reminds me of like I grew up with um gothic people that thought they were vampires and they really were into like the world of darkness role-playing games and vampire the masquerade and stuff and so when i watch this i know people who think they're like this and they're just as stupid and goofy but they don't know that they are uh-huh. and so like i relate on a very different level than the average film goer watching this having no you know connection to people who think they're vampires um this is like reality <laughs> like this <laughs> This isn't a joke. This is like real. And that's what I love so much about it is that they're making fun of themselves as real vampires. And it's fucking a great, great, hilarious film. But there's actually people out there who think they're fucking vampires. (laughs) That act like this. Yeah. And it's so funny. Oh, man. This is such a great film. Uh, This is 7.7 out of 10 on IMDb. 96% certified fresh and that's critics on yeah, Rotten Tomatoes. That is right. Yep. 86 audience, which what the fuck is wrong with the audience? Yeah, I don't understand that because this is the kind of movie that if you're seeing it with an audience, mm-hmm. everybody's going to fucking love it. Unless yeah. they don't like funny things or being happy because they're stupid. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. The beast. Oh, the beast. <laughs> <laughs> so good. <laughs> the procession of shame. I do that. <laughs> so often because people are idiots <laughs> yeah yeah oh it's so good like really, why haven't we, we have, have we done an episode on this film no, yet we haven't but we've talked about it criminal. so many fucking times it's criminal we gotta do something we gotta yeah. do something with this um all right so if you haven't seen that film you're a criminal you should be locked up and beaten with a rubber hose yeah period <laughs> watch it people shame <laughs> shame Right, my number three is a classic of classics. The second in the uh, original Aliens series um, will film. It's not a trilogy. It's just a series of films. Um, this is where 
world building begins. Like the first Alien was a real character study in pure sort of environmental horror. This, you get to like expand and realize where humanity is and how shitty we actually are, which we should know already being who and what we are. But for the rest of the world, they get a, a, a vision about how horrible humans are um, in this world building that uh, Ridley Scott does. Um, Ripley and Newt are amazing in this film. You get this like surrogate mother-daughter relationship while and okay i can't remember his name um i should have watched this film recently but the android like she was fucked over by androids in the first film and so she doesn't trust them in this but he actually becomes like a savior for her in the second film it's just so wonderful sigourney weaver is amazing this is absolutely in the vacuum of space horror being hunted down by the most incredible creature ever it's a great film it's just a great film and you realize how horrible other humans are and you hate them and you don't know which is worse the aliens or the humans you're trapped with it's so good aliens it's this time it's wonderful <laughs> all right so this got an 8.3 out of 10 on imdb 97 percent certified fresh on rotten tomatoes with a 94 percent audience score this holds up people mm -hmm. it is not okay so i was i was talking with my wife about this the other day because we just watched um um not prometheus but um the requiem no it, well it's the second one um the, the second of the prequels um oh my was, gosh uh, it's a c word no, anyway never mind. i'm thinking that's i watched i watched the the second of the prequels and the thing with the first two alien and aliens compared to the most recent okay, two thank covenant you so thank you which yeah. were the most recent two filmed which is like the two prequels um the original alien and aliens are incredibly claustrophobic and really intimate films prometheus and covenant are completely atmospheric yes, and open and the cinematography of the worlds are amazing so you get two completely different like vibes of films in those you know prequel and original uh films that is not just this amazing juxtaposition but they also play off of each other really well with the horror if you dig it i happen to not a lot of people did that being said it's it's really interesting that it starts with this suffocating paranoia and it ends with this open expanse of uh, sort of um, I don't know experiential horror I suppose. Yeah, I always. By the way, like and I understood Lance were, Hendrickson. Like, thank you. With uh, uh, Prometheus, they were trying to keep sort of the same feel, like once they got into the temple, right. but it still felt so cavernous and so big. Yeah. Whereas, I mean, yeah, the first one, like, you get uncomfortable watching it because you feel the intensity of being on that ship. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, it's a big fucking ship, but you're enclosed so damn tight. Like, yeah. Well, and even the technology differences, right? Because when it was released, it was the 70s, the mid-70s, um, and or the late 70s, and it was you know, it was really like DOS-based systems. It was very sort of archaic looking. And so when you watch the pilots doing their work and their scannings of systems and stuff it's dated as hell 
But rewatching it, it holds up. It, I don't know. It's it's like forgivable. Some films, when you watch and it's like a technology reference, like Hackers, for example, it's yeah, laughable. That shit's awful. Like I, I love the film personally, but it's laughable. Yeah, well, it and it's, it's yeah, dated. it's totally dated. Alien and Aliens? No, it doesn't matter. It it totally doesn't matter. You totally believe it because, again, these are like corporations or military units, depending on the film you're watching, and of course they would go for the cheapest type of technology. Well, My wife works in medical care right now. She's working in DOS still. Yeah, it's I, 2020. Yeah, they they started using a different system, and mm -hmm. they still choose to work with DOS. Like it's the funniest fucking <laughs> thing. There's something so ancient in you know technical terms yeah. is still so prevalent and it's it's because it's a foolproof system yep. like just understand how to type it out and you're good yeah yeah and and so it because of that because we're still using it today it's forgivable when you rewatch it and you you even look past stuff like that because the script is so good the cinematography is so good. He doesn't reveal everything with these big open scenes and lighting. He spends, holy shit, it's so good. <laughs> All right, we've gone on too long about aliens. It's great. No, we have not. <laughs> <laughs> we should keep going. Uh, let's do your number two. All right, so my number two, again, number three and number two could switch depending on my mood, but a girl walks home alone at night. I fucking love this movie. I, I'm a sucker for anything black and white. Mm -hmm. and especially knowing like the the behind the scenes of this shit because immediately you're transported you know to the other side of the fucking globe right. you're in iran you're in some shit oil town where it's desolate as fuck all this shit was filmed in southern california <laughs> there's not a single native iranian person there like the the director found the only actors in California that spoke the language and shit, and just was like, yeah, let's throw it all together and make a movie. And it's just, Jeez. it's, so of course the, the story itself isn't a super <laughs> meaty story. Like yeah. it's pretty straightforward. Kids dealing with poverty, dealing with an addict father, just shit fucking luck. And then he, you know, his luck changed when he comes across a vampire. You know, that, that's really about the extent of this. But yeah. it's it's the visuals that really tell the story. And it just, it's so fucking awesome. Like, I, I love it. And this is one that everybody can watch for free if you get Shudder. So right. just went out there. Like, I think everybody should check it out. Um, especially, like, uh, if you watch it on, uh, uh, what, The Last Drive-In. Because Joe right. Bob knows out a bunch of shit about it. And it's just, it's a great movie. It's a I'm going to have movie. to watch that version. It's, it's fun. And, uh. Yeah, I probably my favorite part, other than you know a skateboarding vampire, is the fucking face tattoo. I want to get that somewhere, not on my face, of course. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the tattoo on the dude's face—it's pussy stretcher, and it's like that's so awesome. <laughs> I I want to get that somewhere. <laughs> uh, this got a seven point zero out of ten on IMDb, ninety six percent certified fresh by the Pretension. critics. <laughs> And 75% by the audience. I watched this film and I don't get what it's all about. I, I don't get what all the hype is about. How did how did it get 96% when, um, uh, I don't know. It's because it's an art film. So basically, if you don't like it, you're stupid. I guess I'm dumb. Yeah, that's, that, that's kind of... I mean, I didn't dislike it. it. 
It's just this, it wasn't like yeah, you know. Yeah, no, it's it. This is a very niche movie. Mm-hmm. Like you have to like artsy fartsy foreign films. Um, I mean, there is a decent amount of suspense in there, and you get to see plenty of death. So I mean, that's cool. But yeah, no, it's it's a very niche movie. So I I don't understand the ratings. Yeah, like, I I honestly don't, and I fucking love this movie. I'm not sure how Lazarus feels about this film. <laughs> He's not being very clear <laughs> in his reactions. Not, not at all. Not at mm. all. Okay. Well, maybe he can figure that out. Um, you need to properly convey your emotions, man. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know how you really feel. <laughs> um, I got to be honest with you. Uh, I, I'll never watch this again. I, I might watch the Joe Bob version of it because I like him. But like, I watched good. it the first time and I heard such good things about it. Then when I was watching, I was like, I'll just stick through to the end. It's got to get better. It's got to get more interesting. There has to be something. Like, I love the atmosphere that it creates. I think it does that very well. And that's where I think the black and white really lends to it. But, I mean, I didn't... I didn't really get this sense of place. Like, you were mentioning Iran. I don't... It could have been fucking really California as the setting. I don't fucking know. It didn't matter. Like, I just got this sense that she didn't even really realize she was a vampire in it. She just did things. Which was weird. Like, I, I just didn't feel any ownership from the characters while I was watching it into what they were. I felt like it was all sort of a discovery instead of, like, an abject, this is what I am, deal with it. Like, another one that we're going to mention here soon. So, I don't know. I don't know. Not bad. I like it. I think it's worth the Love watch. The it's definitely artsy. But, I again, you had mentioned this. I, I can't remember what they were sometimes. Yeah, and it's... Uh... If I remember correctly, this was actually the director's, you know, directorial debut as far as feature films are concerned. And it's, yeah, the sex scene was fucking great. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's like a lot, of, a lot of scenes she was trying to go for, like, the German, you know, the, the early nine, 1900s German noir film yeah. without the heavy contrast. And that's honestly like that it, it kind of felt a little weak on that end but mm-hmm. yeah it's i like it that's a fun mm-hmm. one i this is one that i usually will keep on in the background if i'm like i don't know what to watch oh no shit okay that's, that's fun all right so that was your number two let's do my number two <sighs> there's so much i love about this film I, I just don't know where to begin um the actors the story the suspense, the paranoia, the whodunit nature of the thing. The thing. John Carpenter's The Thing is so goddamn good. It's aliens. What? No, I'm just kidding. I will stab you in your face. <laughs> I know you've seen this. Um, no, this is great. And this is another one where it's totally dated technologically, but you forgive them because, again, they're isolated in ice. <laughs> um it's so much fun, and it's it's one of those, are they the bad guy and you don't know? So there's just this level of, a layer of paranoia throughout the entire film, and it's done so well. And there's some really great lines, and, and again, the actors are just sort of top-notch in their genre. Um, I love this film. I will watch yeah. this. Every day for the rest of my life and feel completely fulfilled. <laughs> like that's how good it is. Actually, this is definitely one of his best movies. I want to be in this place. There was a video game that was released in Xbox that was like um 
I think it was right after the events of the film and you went in as an investigator and it was one of those like the old Xbox. And so I was actually playing it with my son when he was a little baby and this was how he learned how to play video games was uncovering the secrets of the thing on our TV. So we have this really weird relationship with this film. But I I didn't even mind the thing that was released as a prequel because I love this idea. I love this concept of this and it's probably because I'm a child of the X-Files where there's an alien intelligence that's buried under ice. We humans dig it up and then it just tries to survive. It's, mm -hmm. it, it's a parasite. It needs a host in order to survive. It's got to rebuild its way to get off the planet or it's going to spread and, you know, destroy all of humanity. I love that. And the practical effects in this film are amazing. Fuck yeah. Just the dog king alone. I like, we were, t we were like, you know, filleting um, the color out of space for its job in, in practical and digital effects. This is where they got that from. Like, Fuck yeah, it is. <laughs> so good. I can't help but feel terrified for those dogs when they let the alien dog in the kennel. I'm just like, oh shit, no, no. Ah, oh, save them. Sounds, man. Those sounds, they fucking get me. Oh gosh, I just, I love it so much. The only cheesy one, I think, was when the doctor went to do the EKG thing and went into his chest and the chest bit yeah. his arms off. That was the only one where I was like, all right, you're just having fun now. <laughs> like, yeah. You're just... Yeah, even, even the first time seeing this, you know, the early 90s, it was, uh, that was still like, hmm, mm -hmm. that was a little funky. Yeah. 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 But other than that, Every every film has to have one great. weird scene. Everything else oh, yeah. is just fucking great. I love it so much. All right, so that was my number two. What is your number one? My number one. Get ready for this. Da, 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 da. Wait, where is it? Oh damn it! You messed damn it up. It. Hold on, let's do it again. Um, okay. And everybody pretending to see my shirt. Yeah, Monster Squad. <laughs> if you don't like this movie, you're a fucking idiot. Period. <laughs> Period. I will fucking defend this movie till my dying breath. It is one of the greats. It is Goonies for fucking horror nerds. Yeah. It's got <laughs> everybody, right? Yeah, dog. Yeah. You were talking about it. We fucking yeah. remember. Trust me. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just like there is nothing about this movie that sucks. You've got all the classic Universal monsters, and they're all coming together to do some fucked up shit. And, well, I mean... Frankenstein's monster is still Frankenstein's monster, basically yeah. from you know Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, but everybody else like they're all coming together just to like fucking take over the world. Yeah. Uh, well, even like that's what Jack was trying to get Frankenstein to do. Frankenstein's monster, like he was trying to get him to go attack, but Frankenstein's monster is just a good-hearted creature. Yeah, he's like, oh, so what's he gonna you. do? Yeah, he's like, oh, hey, little girl, I'm gonna become friend with you. Yeah, and then he gets the sunglasses and becomes fucking. <laughs> Like, it's just, it's so goddamn good. The soundtrack is amazing. Just everything about this is fucking perfect. The one-liners are amazing. This it's could good. not get made with the same language today. No. At all. Not at all. <laughs> Watch this, is... this film and you'll remember what you could actually say in film. You'll remember how politically correct oh. we are forced to be now than we used to be. Trust me, dog. I like I've got that shit coming. That's what I'm doing Wednesday nights. Like I cannot wait to see Wolfman's Got Nards. <laughs> yeah, like I fucking love this movie. Um, 
yeah it's just it's fun it's so great i mean it, it's definitely dated with yeah. like the special effects and stuff and um, it is kid centric it is goonies esque so you have to kind of you have to get in it on a certain age otherwise you're not going to really appreciate it in the same way yeah yeah i mean if if you're a fan of like uh amblin-esque films like this is straight up your alley mm -hmm. if you haven't seen it you really should um it just god and honestly like uh i'm drawing a blank on his actual name right now but dracula like this is a different take on dracula that we've never seen before at least not that i can think of that we had seen before where he's you know of course he's the monster but he's a monster not because of his you know abilities and all that shit he's a monster because he's a fucking asshole and you always just kind of see that little evil twinkle in his eye especially towards the end when he starts like blowing shit up right so goddamn it is interesting i mean it, it you know it involves time travel and you know the the whole i don't know um lineage of of people that need to stop them it's almost like you know cthulhu horror in that there's cycles and once the cycle begins again you have to stop it before you know the monsters win in order to you know prevent it for the next hundred years or so or whatever that's the kind of vibe that i got when i watched it it got 7.1 out of uh 10 on imdb 62 percent um fresh on rotten tomatoes 78 percent audience score i do kind of feel like you had to see it when you were younger because i don't know I enjoyed it, but I, I was more stunned by what they were saying <laughs> than anything because I was like, that's how I talked when I was a kid, but you can't talk like that anymore. No, no, definitely not. It's weird. It seems, it's funny that you say this because like, I didn't see this as a kid. Like, I saw this as a teenager, like almost oh, in my wow. 20s, and I still immediately latched on to this movie. Like, huh. it's, I don't know. But then again, it's, you know, the easiest way to sum it up is Goonie for. Uh, Goonies for horror nerds, yeah. and that's what I am. So it's just it, I, it was meant for me, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that's your number one. I got my number one coming up here. I was struggling with my number one because I'm the whole context of these four different um, top five episodes that we're doing is based around Halloween, and so I'm thinking of it in terms of what are my top five of this category that I watch this time of year, not of all time and so that's why i chose the films i did and again there's so many really great films i probably would have chose a different number one but i love this film so much i i love the the fact that there's actually a person in a mask swimming around the whole fucking time yeah. I, I love that there's beautiful dames and there are guys who are like manly rugged guys of the era i love the black and white um filming of it i just the the tragic beauty of the creature himself like he's just existing they come into his area and he starts to become interested in who and what they are and they're trying to capture and kill him for science or some sort of you know notoriety in their academic circles like he's just a, he's just a creature in a black lagoon fuck off like, I feel right. bad for him alone. at the end. But I think that's one of the biggest, like, uh, points of most of the classic Universal Monsters is, like, you do feel bad for him. Hmm. 
because they're just, you know, a good amount of them are just put into a shitty situation. Well. <laughs> well, okay. I'm not sure I'm 100% with that. Monster. Definitely this and Frankenstein's monster, yes. But yeah. the Invisible Man, fuck no, him, no, he was he a dick. He was a motherfucker. <laughs> he was a dick. Like, everybody talks about how evil and scary the monsters are and how they killed everybody. The Invisible Man blew up a goddamn train. Yeah, he was he was a grade-A asshole from go. <laughs> like, from the beginning. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I mean, just look at, like, Wolfman. Ah, that was tragic and relatable. Like, yeah, I mean, he was a victim of, of circumstance for sure. And that's another really good one, too. I was struggling with that one. Um, Dracula, hey, he's Dracula. I can't feel yeah. sorry for him. That's no. just who he is. So, yeah. All right. Three out of three out of five ain't bad. Three out of six. I can't count. All right. Yes and no is <laughs> the answer I'm going to give. Uh, this has got a 7.0 out of 10 on IMDb. 85% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes with a 74% audience score. I will always watch this around this time of year because I absolutely love it. It's one of those films that if I know we're going to be carving pumpkins or painting pumpkins, depending on how far out we are from Halloween, uh, as a family, I will put down paper, I'll get the cutters and scrapers, and I don't know, I just really, really dig this one. I love it so much. Yeah, it's, there's, yeah, it's just a beautiful movie. Yeah, but we do have a couple honorable mentions, so how about yeah, we, do. we dig into your honorable mention here, man. All right. Give so me one second. Is... Oh. Wait for it. Wait for it. And go. Mine is, I can't speak Swedish. So, it's let the right one in. Lati den rata comma in. Yeah, it's, and that's probably not even close. But yeah. this one, it's, it's a great character drama that just so happens to be about a vampire that's, you know, hundreds of thousands of years old. Like, mm -hmm. I, I forget exactly how old the vampire is. Because um, there is, if I remember correctly, there's a comic involved with this that gives you, like, behind the scenes of the vampire prior to this movie. Um, yeah, critics masturbate it's... to this film. They love, critics masturbate to this film. They love it's, this film. It's a foreign art film, basically. So mm -hmm. it, it makes sense as to why they would. Because, um, I mean, that's really all it is. It's just a lot of character development. Um, I mean, of course, there's horror elements. It's a fucking vampire. Mm -hmm. uh, but mostly you're following following around a lonely, nerdy, snot-nosed kid that's just fucking awkward as hell. And befriends, unbeknownst to him, a vampire. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's it's fun. It's And the vampire is this little girl. And so that's the uh, twist. Yes, there's a twist. <laughs> Okay, that being said, I've never been able to make it through this film. That's fair. I've started it, I think, ten different times, and I've gotten pretty far, but I can't, I can't do it. I can't sit through it. It just, it's so goddamn slow that it's just, fuck, man. Give me a break. Yeah. Yeah, this is one that you definitely have to have, like, four or twelve hours just to sit in front of a TV and really want to watch a movie, but it's one yeah. that I love. Well, it, it got was a, a seven between wearing this Monster Squad shirt and my Let the Right One In hoodie. Oh, so this like I it's ninety percent audience score. So people loved it. Yeah, a lot, a lot people of people fucking loved it. love it. I don't get it, but people. <laughs> no, I get it. Like, and here's the thing: like, this is definitely one that you have to really like foreign films, because as a traditional American audience 
we have like we're 90 minutes and done mm-hmm. unless it's a fucking avengers movie or something like that yeah uh, and i mean yeah it's it's a fucking long haul movie but yeah I'm, I'm i'm a pretty big fan yeah all right all right well i i, I will eventually watch it all <laughs> i will i promise it's a marathon someday um just not today. All right, so my honorable mention is, uh, well, it's my favorite novella, but Hellraiser. I love I love Hellraiser. And the Cenobites are the best personification of demons that has ever seen this screen in recent times, I think. Like, I can't think of another one that's better than this. And they are explorers of the outer regions. They are the priests of the Gash. They're terrifying to look at. To witness the eh, the special effects don't really hold up at all, but the story does, <laughs> and it's this intimate portrait of um, this like mother-in-law who is in love with the her husband's brother and their daughter Kirsty, who is trying to navigate the world in her own way and rescue her father from these weird situations and like the it's a haunted house film but it's a creature feature but it's like this magical puzzle box discovery torture film like it's so much in just one film it's beautiful it's just a beautiful creature film i love it Yes, Hellraiser. It got 7.0 out of 10 on IMDb, 72% fresh on um, Rotten Tomatoes, 72% audience score. It's weird. I've, I don't think we've seen many films where the audience and the critics exactly agree on anything. And that low, too. Like, yeah. I, mean, I really don't understand that. Because mm-hmm. it's just a great movie. Like, this story yeah. is amazing. Yeah, David in the chat is saying Books of Blood are on Netflix. It's all right. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah, I'll I'll get to it eventually. I've got Books of Blood on the shelf. It's much better. <laughs> just saying. Uh, read, people. Books are good for you. Uh, no, but, I mean, Hellraiser is just one of those, you have to watch it. It had a tiny budget, and it exploded on the cinematic scene. And not even so much in the box office, but it just got this cult following that went crazy. It spawned tons of comics, a bunch of films that... Uh, unfortunately are still going (laughs) unfortunately because they don't get very good but you know as far as clive barker's version hellraiser one and two are that's it he directed hellraiser one uh this was his directorial debut he wrote it um it's beautiful in its simplicity and in its horror and it's something that i will always as a satanist champion and cherish because of some of the themes that run throughout love me some hellraiser yeah, Kirsty yeah, is hot. I think Kirsty's great. Mm. Um, and that's that's all we got. That's it. I think that's it. For that's the our piece. show. Yeah. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this top five episode. Tomorrow is our final top five uh, episode. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say series, but it's the last in the series of the top fives yeah. that we're doing for Halloween. Um, and. Uh, these are fun for me i'm sure i don't want to speak for you i'm sure they're fun for you too because we get to revisit a bunch of films that we love and talk about them in sort of snippets rather than deep dives in singular ones because that you know in order to do that in a long term that would be just many months of episodes oh yeah (laughs) so i really enjoy doing this thank you guys so much for tuning in and i apologize about all the technical issues i've been having um i learned my lesson 
<laughs> Skype <laughs> gods, please. Yes, not 1080p. Stop flogging me <laughs> publicly. It's embarrassing. Uh, until next time, everyone. Until tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. I actually don't have an outro video yet. <laughs> I didn't. That's I was. Okay. I was gonna put all the you know the stupid little blooper like uh, scenes together. Okay, Janet Babadook almost was, but I think of that as more of a paranormal thing than a yeah. creature because yeah. it was or psychological. Yeah. So, because that was like, was it the mom the whole time? Yeah. Was there a Babadook? That's what I love so much about that. That's such a good actually, game. I love the Babadook because we watched it for the first time together uh-huh. as couples. In my house. That's what I loved about Bob. That was, that was a good time. I can't wait to watch films together again. Bubba Hotep, we're coming. Oh, fuck. <laughs> I cannot wait for a Bubba Hotep, dude. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, 